0: Well, welcome to the stretch for life podcast. My name is Bob Wolf. I am your host, uh, also here with uh, Laura Myers, as well as Lori Walter. And welcome to this podcast and in this episode, if you are a subscriber, welcome back. And we're excited to have you. If you're not a subscriber, please feel free to subscribe to us. Uh, if you're not ready, you want to listen to our content a little bit more, feel free to listen to our content and then go ahead and subscribe. And also, as a reminder, don't keep us a secret. Feel. Free free to share our podcast and our our content with friends, family, and colleagues, other people who are looking for the opportunity for what this podcast is trying to accomplish.
1: All right. So today we want to take a little bit of time and talk about the underwear dilemma, I think this is something that may shock a lot of the listenership because it's probably information you've never heard of, never thought of. Um, but I know for myself having a chance to talk about the clothing that we wear, particularly as a mother clothing, my children that I didn't really know how important it was for certain areas of our bodies to have space and room and to be clothed in a very particular manner. And so one of the things that I know I've learned a lot about is, um, The fact that there are parts of our bodies, particularly our underwear, that make a huge difference in the way that our lymphatic system works and the way that our microbiome works or doesn't work and allows for us to have the ability to sweat appropriately and especially for our boys to make sure they have room to produce wonderful swimmers for when they're older. And so this was a topic I have laughed with with Lori over the years, but having four sons, my version of. This conversation is different for those of us who may have daughters, and so I was going to ask if Lori, if we could kind of launch into the question of: Are thongs appropriate to wear for women? Oh. No. So can you tell us a little bit why that is not an appropriate underwear choice?
2: Really? No. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, for one thing, let's, let's, you know, go with that whole microbiome thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a particular microbiome inside of the anus and you have a particular microbiome inside of the vagina and you don't want those to mix. You don't want them to have any kind of string that's like going from one to the other and then back to the other. And that is what a thong provides. It provides a wick from one part of that body to the other part of that body. And there is nothing about how clean you as a person are. I know how well you, you know, wipe, it's not going to matter at all because the chemistry that's happening, of course, inside of your anus and inside of your vagina is going to produce some fluids that are going to come out because that is just how that microbiome works. And so there's just no way that you're going to like balance that Basically, give and take of that, you know, fluids by saying, okay, here's a string, you know, feel free to travel and feel free to like mix amongst yourselves. I mean, there's just, I mean, it's just, oh, it's just a recipe to get some infection going that could cause you to have a lot of issues down the road. Mm -hmm. I mean, and sterility is. That definitely one of them for women. Mm -hmm. I mean, because that particular chemistry that's happening inside the anus is, it's rather toxic. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're producing, you know, human beings are the only people who produce E. coli. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you get E. coli and poisoning because some, you know, cook or something didn't wash their hands, you know, how sick you get, right. You know, if you get lettuce from Mexico that has been, you know, produced by sewer water Mm -hmm. and that E. coli is living in that plant, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're like retching out your guts for days at a time, you realize that that does not mix. Right. Right. But you don't realize it if it's a silent right. mixing mm-hmm. between the two parts. Right.
0: Well, I'm going to chime in because I am the guy in the room. Yes. And I know a lot of guys that are listening to this are devastated by this news. <laughs> um, the Beach going now has changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by the way, thank you, Lori, for ruining that for us. <laughs> so sorry. as a guy, thank you for ruining this for us. Because as a guy who is um, married and sexually active with his significant other, um, has an opportunity to care for his loved one, his spouse, his his marital soulmate, um, to be able to keep her healthy, mm-hmm. as well as most guys are considered selfish self healthy mm-hmm. right so this is certainly um, something that is not on the rack at any of the stores saying hey by the way here's a prescription for e. coli yes and here is your G-string or right your thumb mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um so you know as as much as a childish man I am going to be on this at the end of the day I am being the adult in the room for all the guys that are devastated by this news mm-hmm. um but uh I never knew that yeah. I am just going to say that is um kind of disgusting.
2: Yeah, I know. Now. I know. I know.
0: <laughs> but but truth isn't always sweet. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes truth is a bit sour Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that truth is less of what it needs to be. Right. And and that's very important for us because this, this is not about, um, this podcast is designed to make you better and and help you be the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And knowing information that we may not be told or shared with, this is very important. So, um, I'll be the first guy to say, thank you, Lori.
1: Yeah. Well, you're welcome, Bob. Well, and I love it from another perspective. I know, you know, part of growing up as a Christian in this this world Modesty Mm -hmm. is a very challenging topic to talk about sometimes, especially with young women. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, you know, talking about bathing suits, I mean, taking my sons to a public anything and having women walk around in thong bathing suits, that is something that is challenging from a modesty perspective. Mm -hmm. But what I love about this conversation is as much as modesty is extremely important, it has nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. It is all about the chemistry behind what is happening. And if we know that that's happening, that's even more more convicting of this is not what I should choose for myself or my child mm-hmm. that really having adequate coverage is not just about modesty. It is about health mm-hmm. it is it's about and health. it's about training for that decision-making for our health, for the future, that we know that wearing things that are very tight in that area of our groin, um, is also not a good choice because of the amount of blood flow that has to happen in that area, whether you're a male or a female, the amount of lymph nodes that are down there if you're wearing super tight clothes then things are not moving the way they're supposed to. And so this situation talking about that underwear dilemma, right? We're we're making those choices every day when we get up and we dress ourselves and we dress our children. Mm-hmm. And to have the knowledge that this is not just a modesty conversation, this is a health conversation. I think that gives a lot of clout to moms and dads who are saying, "I'm sorry you can't wear that. Yeah. I'm sorry we can't buy that." Yeah. Because I know everyone else is wearing that, but I want you to be able to have healthy children when you're an adult by wearing clothes that are not so tight that it is affecting all of your organs because we don't think about that we don't talk about that and i think the current styles um although they ebb and flow and change you know from generation to generation having tight clothes is definitely a part of today's Mm outward expression. And so I think this is a great conversation from that perspective, not just the modesty conversation.
0: I agree. And and so let me ask you this about underwear and guys, Okay, right? Um, I'm going to use the term tidy whities, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but guys have underwear that they wear. And I'm assuming based on this conversation with um, the amount of blood flow and the lymph nodes that you had mentioned, Laura, that are down in that area, um, guys should probably have underwear that is... Appropriate size.
2: Yeah. Both, both men and women should wear more along the lines of like boxers, Okay, you know? I mean, you know, with women, I think, I can't remember what they call them, but you know, they, they come a little further down on the legs, you know, that Mm. they're more like bloomers, Mm. you know, for guys, they're definitely called boxers, you know, and it it needs to be airflow and air space because the the groin area, you know, it, it has to have oxygen. And if things get wet and they stay wet, then they'll stay infected or they'll get an, uh, an infection growing down there. It's easy to get a fungal infection on the surface mm. of many of the areas of the genitals, both male and female. Mm. And it all of that stuff upsets the microbiome. It's easy to get parasites Mm -hmm. that are living in the hair Mm -hmm. of the genitals. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just so quick and Mm -hmm. so fast. And then this person has a lifetime battle of trying to figure out how to get over that, get rid of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's not like once you get some of these things started, that it's like, oh, yeah, I just go take myself some antibiotics and I'm done, you know, some of these things are really tenacious and they can get them to go away for a little while Mm. but then they come right back Mm. and especially if this started when you were a child and nobody really noticed i mean once again you could actually become sterilized Mm. because you have disrupted the microbiome of the penis and the testicles Mm and the vagina Mm
1: -hmm. well and i think of immediately people who have reoccurring yeast infections i know a lot of people that's a that is a challenge for a lot of women and i think you know when you go to the doctor and you ask questions about that no one ever says maybe you should think about changing your underwear But boy, what a difference that would make if there was some space to your point and room and that we were looking at it as the even the the fabrics that we're putting on our body could be a cause because they're wicking up that that moisture, right? Right. And so after that conversation with Lori, this is years ago, I went home and threw away all the kids' underwear and bought things that were more of that boxer brief Mm -hmm. so that it was lots more room, lots more um, movement for them. Um, Because I do think to your point, Bob, this is, this is a conversation for all of us. Yeah. And if we didn't know before, then how would we know to change something so
0: simple yeah. as
1: getting ourselves used to a different style of underwear? Yeah. You know, And
0: I mean, when you think about it as a child, a baby, a, a parent raising your child, you have diapers, right? Then you have pull-ups mm-hmm. and then you have underwear,
1: right? Yeah.
0: and we as parents are training our kids on how to clothe themselves yes and um you know underwears are cool right mm-hmm. I mean at the end of the- I'm not wearing them anymore <laughs> um very disappointed by that but <laughs> but th- as a kid I mean you're excited to have your superhero on your butt yep you know yep um but excuse the word butt constantly but <laughs> <laughs> um is that we're, we're unknowingly damaging our child and i think this is very important mm-hmm. it's a very very important and uh, boy girl that doesn't matter mm-hmm. right well
2: and and really and truly um you know if i can wade into uncharted waters here um you know getting them out of diapers As quickly as you possibly can Mm -hmm. is a really important first step Mm -hmm. in, in, you know, basically growing the microbiome. So, like a girl, a baby um, starts having an ovulation cycle at 20 weeks while she's in the womb. And so she's already got um, a a very acidic, which is what she's supposed to, um, microbiome growing in her vagina. And when she is getting close to that, you know, one and a half, you know, almost two I mean, that microbiome is putting itself out into a full and steady growth stream. And she needs to be out of a diaper and bypassing that whole pull-up thing and into some loose-fitting underwear. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, because the the less heat that she has in there, the less dampness, the less moisture that she has in there, the easier it is for all of that to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Now, boys... Um, their microbiome and their penis and their testes, you know, is of course fed by what the mother eats mm-hmm. during her whole time of, you know, while he's in the womb. And then definitely, you know, by the time you know he's like up and walking around, most boys are already taking off that diaper. Mm-hmm. You know, nine months, ten months, they're taking that diaper off. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just start heading them toward, you know, some loose fitting, you know, cotton, you know, pull, you know, uh, shorts. Right then and there because mm-hmm. i mean you know you know teach them how to pee in the you know right in the appropriate places not on the floor mm-hmm. not standing as far back from the toilet as they possibly can mm-hmm. and aiming for it <laughs> you know none of those activities mm-hmm. you know for the future women in their lives <laughs> and um you know getting that part of their you know basically their environment mm-hmm. you know a chance to be you know like moisture-free, air-dried, you know, having that creation of not getting a lifelong, you know, Fungal kind of thing growing, right? Yeah, in there and around there.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's definitely a podcast topic for the future: is schedule and potty training. Because yeah. I know for those of us who are parents, there's a lot of conflicting information about ages that are appropriate for this. And I know Lori, just like you mentioned, you have a very different view on this, and it's one that I think um, for us personally, we did on accident and had all of our kids potty trained by age two, which I'm sure some people listening think is psychotic, but we did it because they would not keep their diapers on. So I was like, okay, well, let's just go for it. But I know now there are some great products out there that are hundred percent cotton that you can use on your young children to help with this transition. But I think really understanding that the very tight wide band underwear that we put on our tiny 2 year olds or 3 year olds or four-year-olds, that's maybe not the best choice. Mm-hmm. So we just want you to know when you're making that those shopping choices, we, you want something loose, something comfortable, allowing a lot of movement Mm. and blood flow. And then the last little bit of this conversation that we haven't addressed yet, but I think is so important is bras. So I think in the same underwear conversation, right, we're kind of talking through that microbiome, how important it is to protect it even from when they're tiny children. But for those of us that are adults that are just starting on this journey, we can make that choice and that change tomorrow. And for women wearing bras with underwire is like the worst thing you can do. So could you talk to us a little bit about that?
2: Absolutely. So as you well know, I mean, we as women have a lot of tissue right there. And we also have a lot of lymph nodes and they are, you know, current, like right underneath our armpit. They're all along our side and our ribs. And, you know, those need muscular movement and the ability to have muscular movement to basically move that lymph waste. And then the other thing that we have is we have milk ducts and milk ducts keep and trap a lot of waste you know they are just part of the you know the blood flow area and anytime they, they feel constricted and you know basically like they're trapped you know it makes it harder and harder to clean those out and it makes it harder and harder for your your basically your breast tissue to feel like it can pump um because You know, there's part of the tissue, which is a pec and a pec minor, but then there's a whole lot of tissue that's just tissue. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to take a little bit for that tissue to like actually suck and extract all of the, you know, material from the nipple through the milk ducts back up into the lymph area. And then of course, put it into the natural spillover into the lymphatics themselves. And so bras, in general, especially underwire, make the breast tissues and the muscles feel constricted. They make it feel like it's like trapped and it can't really direct lymphatic flow the way that it would like to. And that's probably the other thing that's sort of interesting about um, lymphatics is that lymphatics have to come through that particular set in an area of our body to get to the heart and the thymus and to dump the waste back into your heart. And so if it is constricted underneath your armpit and the lymph can't figure out how to get there, you know, it just becomes very stagnant and Mm -hmm. it becomes a very, toxic Mm -hmm. right there in those underarm lymph nodes. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you know, you've got yourself a good old fashioned infection and you know, you're running, you know, a fever all the time and you feel swollen underneath there and you feel some swelling in your neck and you're like, I don't know, it kind of comes, it kind of goes, you know, sometimes it feels worse. Sometimes it feels like You know, I've got something, but then I don't. And, you know, so it's kind of a a random sort of thing. But one of the things you might want to check is your your problem.
1: And so a suggestion for those of you that are hearing this and going, oh gosh, that's all I own is, you know, trying to look for something that is more stretchy, loose fitting cotton, maybe a sports bra style or a racerback style, something that gives you room. And again, um, the up bra, absolutely not trying to move things into a place where they cannot move comfortably. A lot of the things I feel like if you look at it in a magazine, it's probably no, (laughs) right? We're, we're trying. Trying to allow our body to be well on this wellness journey. We want our body to be functioning at a 10 out of 10. And in order to do that, some of these basic systems are being blocked because of absolutely ridiculous things like underwear and bras. So it's definitely something to take a few minutes and look at what you're currently using and and try to make some changes because it does make a significant difference.
2: It really does. And we'll ask our resident male, Bob, would it bother you if a woman does not have a push-up bra on?
0: No, it would not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was putting a corner on the spot there. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because I know um like you said Laura, if it's in a magazine, then it's probably not something you want to buy and because, you know, when you think about it, everything is sexualized. Right. Right? And um you you Most women now make purchases and decisions based on if they look sexy, then they feel sexy. Mm -hmm. Um, but then eventually what they don't see is to the point, am I healthy?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: And I'm a married man and my wife is always beautiful and always sexy, but I will tell you in a hospital gown because she's not healthy it's scary, right? It's, it's not sexy. Right. Right. And so I think the most important thing for at least a, someone who cares about their, their significant other or cares about a future significant other mm-hmm. that this, this podcast is about health doing yes. what's right. Being mm-hmm. the best version of yourself is yes. getting as close to what God created you to be as, as possible can. And so, um, you know, again, society and the devil, he's going to do what he's going to do and, and disturb and create the chaos and the confusion that he does. Um, but the reality is let's talk about the very basics mm-hmm. and that the very basics of is your health, the best mm-hmm. version of yourself. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm envisioning going to the beach and everyone's wearing mumus.
1: I
2: love that idea.
1: <laughs> I I think that would
2: be a great idea. The the best invention of all time has got to be that uh, they finally thought, oh, you know what? Women could wear like swim shorts and a and a full yeah. like t-shirt with like sleeves. Yeah. They do not have to have you know a bathing suit on where all they do is spend all their time trying to pull it up yeah. or pull it down. Right. Yeah. Right, You know, and some, you know, mechanism in between, you know, it's like, oh, you mean you would actually like to enjoy swimming? Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You you don't want to spend all your time trying to figure out where your top and your bottom and your middle and your everything of your swimming suit is. Mm -hmm. I mean, huh? What a novel idea that would be. Right, right.
0: Well thank you for listening to stretch for life podcasts uh, hopefully this content and this information was as beneficial to you as it was to us uh improving your mind body and spirit and trying to strive to become the best version of yourself if you haven't subscribed already go ahead and feel free to subscribe now and also don't forget to share us with your families friends and colleagues. And uh, if there's any information that was on this, uh, any products or services that uh, was interest to you, go to our website and go ahead and purchase those uh, that information. There will also be a link within our podcast. Thank you so much for attending and looking forward to joining us in our next episode.